0: Welcome back to your Daily Dose, it's Bob. If you're like Nick and me, you love television shows that feature horribly jerky and snarky characters. We don't know why we love them, but those characters suck us in every time. Today we dig into a few of those shows and some of those reprehensible characters. I particularly like Nick's teaching moment when he draws contrast between the circle of friends from Seinfeld and the circle of friends from Sex and the City. This just may be the spark for Nick to launch a class on the social impact of television friends at UCLA or Stanford. But until he pulls that off, listen up and enjoy this Super Blast podcast. I never actually understood what that meant. Spare no expense. Spare no expense. Oh, spend all the money you can. That's, I guess, what it means, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so spare no expense. That's a stupid way to say it. Yeah. I'm not going to say that anymore.
1: Okay, great. Take that out of your (laughs) I do that.
0: There are certain things that I like, I'm not saying that anymore. There are some I've been forced to recently just because things that were politically correct, you know,
1: twenty or, years ago. Not politically correct, but you didn't maybe didn't realize correct. the yeah, yeah.
0: Well they were just
1: let's just call them what they are, incorrect. Oh, they were one hundred percent
0: incorrect anything that is politically correct is incorrect. Anything that is and when I say that, just because of the reason why why are you doing this? Because I want to be politically correct. Or do you want to not hurt people's feelings? That's it. That's all you have to do. But I mess up more in the effort of not hurting people's feelings than I think most people do trying to avoid it.
1: I think what's... And I don't know if you've had this experience recently. I have. But going back and looking or watching, rewatching shows Mm -hmm. and just cringing (sighs) and realizing that, okay, you know what? This... I'm better at knowing why this wasn't right but even at the time this is gross okay
0: yeah so I'm watching Mad Men right now
1: revisiting I started watching the series uh,
0: shortly after it had come on the air and then we stopped watching it and then I started watching it Patty and I did uh, about three weeks ago and what I felt when I watched it the first time was horror that that men treated women the way they did in this show, Mm -hmm. right? And then watching it the second time, I feel greater horror because we've progressed even further down the path of mutual respect and equity and equality and still have a lot to do, but yeah, it's way better than however. And the point is that the, my marker moved and I could feel the difference in the revulsion I felt at the, you know, the the frat boy attitudes of some of the young ad executives in the show and the subjugation of the the really smart, strong female characters yeah. in spite of their gifts and so yeah, it was it was a really interesting way to look at it. I think you could almost use it as the anti-guide, right? You, I don't know if you've ever had someone in your life that you learned from their example by not doing what they did. But I feel like we could use Mad Men in that same way. Just saying, let's look at Don Draper and let's let's do the undon Draper thing in every instance and see how that affects your relationship. The
1: anti Draper. The anti Draper. Yeah, there you go. The undraper. The un- I feel like that's just somebody <laughs> who tears window dressing <laughs> yeah. down. The undraper. Yeah. I was watching, and so what's interesting about that is they're aware you're writing a show from what the 50s and 60s yeah so you're aware of how awful it was yeah how and not only for women but minorities and all that and they write that in they bake that in because they know that it makes it historically accurate i think they actually tweak it
0: though i think they i think they've They've taken here, historically accurate and consolidated into a smaller space. Oh yeah, so you have it's, to emphasize, amplify. Right? Yeah. yeah,
1: you have to emphasize it because otherwise, like smaller versions of the same slights won't play as well or won't get your hackles up right, as much. Right. Um, but I was watching the Gary Shan or the Larry Sanders Show. Oh yeah, yeah. With Gary Shandling, and was I just like I was like, I I think I missed the last couple of seasons. Let me just watch that because it's on HBO Max, and I get that for free. And it was some really compelling storylines like with Ellen DeGeneres, with Jon Stewart acting as sort of the person waiting for him to retire so he could take over. It was like this really yeah. interesting little uh, time travel thing that I was doing. But oh my God, they made so many, like everything derogatory was around being gay or effeminate or all of those things. And it was just
0: Horrible. And now, do you think that they were doing it in a similar fashion to Mad Men, and that they're putting it in your face?
1: No, because it was it was based in real life, so it was a it was a modern day show. So it wasn't you know now looking at it, if they made a a show about '90s late night uh, talk show hosts, right. it would be you know they would they could have some uh, commentary on that. But I think they were also giving it uh, or lending these people a bigger what's the word I'm looking for like soapbox to stand on when they were being jerks yeah yeah right so that you have to emphasize that this is not a good person right so it, give them instead of him just saying something is this or something is that just really pound it home that this guy is homophobic i i i get the same thing from veep the show veep oh um, yeah it's so they
0: are so good at writing dialogue that shows you what what dirt they are, these garbage
1: human beings. But,
0: and we love that. We love to watch garbage human beings be garbage human beings. What is that? Is that like living vicariously through their jerkiness?
1: Okay. Are you a Seinfeld or are you a Sex in the City? Oh, definitely Seinfeld out of those two, because I, I I never really liked Sex in the City. Well, and the reason I ask the show, I want to clarify. Yeah. So you have a group of friends. In one case, tearing each other down and taking advantage of each other as much as possible, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sex and the City ostensibly helping each other. Sometimes tearing okay. each other down, but then coming back together. And, you know, they actually apologize to each other in that show. Yeah. <laughs> so that was always... I never like got that dynamic, by the way. The Seinfeld um, formula is now very pervasive. It's always these characters who are terrible to each other, but that still hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like uh, I was thinking it's about... It's Always Sunny. It's Always it's Sunny, always sunny it is them. perfect example right. of that. And so at least the first few seasons for me were really funny because of the character development and the jokes and leaning into the idea that they're just awful to each other. Yeah. Like instead of Seinfeld, where you have to kind of set it up and they're friends and all that, they're just terrible. That is so- human beings to each other. <laughs> I, I, so does it make you feel better than to see terrible human beings and you're like, oh, this is funny. They're doing that. I'm better than I'm them.
0: better than them. Yes, <laughs> pointing imperfect once again. Yeah, I love. That's what it is. We get to we get to have the superior ground. Uh, yep. When we watch these people, that's a. Uh, I, I, funny because I didn't I didn't remember the Larry Sanders show, how, how evil the people were, how jerky they were. Oh yeah. And that, um, now all I think about, cause I, I love Gary Shandling. I loved him as a, com- yeah. as a comedian, oh, as a hilarious actor. guy. The show on um, Fox was awesome. What I, but what I remember is a story that Conan O'Brien told because, um, Conan O'Brien got the tonight show earned the tonight show. He was the host of the tonight show for less than a year because Jay Leno decided his ego was too big to just go into retirement. And so they crushed this man. They took the greatest opportunity of his life, the one he worked for and earned, and they fired him. And he went to Hawaii because he didn't know what to do. And he said, I was crushed. I was just, my world was ended and I'm in Hawaii and I'm in my hotel room and I'm just, feeling miserable and my phone rings and it's Gary Shandling. And he says, Hey, I saw you in the guest book. I heard that you're here. Let's take a walk. And so he said, we took like a five hour walk on the beaches of Hawaii and just talked. And he said, and he talked to me about his failures. He talked to me about his successes. He talked to me about the worst feeling in his life. And at the end of that walk, I felt better. And so I my heart is broken. He told this story on his show, with tears in his in his eyes. Um, and now that's what I think of when I think of Gary Shandling is this sweet human being yeah. who was on vacation himself, who decided to pull himself out of vacation mode to help a friend who he would just seen crushed on the national stage horribly on a show that he guest hosted a number of times. Oh yeah. And uh, and he helped him to recover. And that oh, like, you yeah, know. that's awesome. Sweetness, kindness. Yeah. We all need a Gary Shandling, I think.
1: You need a couple. <laughs> But we definitely need one because he's gone, but I yeah. Know, I yeah. know.
0: The most unreasonable lips in comedy.
1: <laughs> it's me. I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. I always wonder what it's like to play some of these characters. If it takes a toll on the actors. I'm not talking about someone who is evil or a villain, because playing Gus Fring or Loki or Miranda Priestley actually seems pretty fun. Playing a jerk has to be exhausting. I guess that's true of actual jerks as well. Have a great day.